Welcome to the New Vision Church podcast. New Vision Church is a diverse, Bible-teaching, Jesus-centered church in San Diego, California, and exists to transform people and their communities by replicating followers of the biblical Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's this week's sermon. Good morning, good morning. Um, Welcome to New Vision. Welcome family, welcome friends. If you're visiting or this is your first time, thank you for being with us on such a special day. Um, I know that a lot of people are out celebrating Father's Day, at lunch, they're at the beach, wherever they're at. I had somebody uh, send me a text earlier saying they were at the beach, so they could not come. Uh, <laughs> but that's all right. We, um, we, we get it. Um, it is a very special day, and I want to... Um, Wish all our all of our fathers here a very happy Father's Day. Um, Carmelo Carmelo really basically said it like it's an honor and a privilege to be a father, um, and, and a great responsibility. Um, but but we do have a father in heaven that is um, so great and so loving and so caring um, that today we we celebrate him. Um, we, we say happy Father's Day to you, Father God. Thank you for what you do for us and, and who you are. Um, there is a couple guys in the audience, I think, right now. Pastor Brent, where are you? Uh, I don't know if my friend Matthew, Matthew Roberts is, is up there somewhere, maybe. And, um, of course, Danny Bull. Uh, welcome to the Fatherhood Club. It is their first fatherhood. Congratulations, guys. The Bible tells us it's a blessing. Children are a blessing. So they were all blessed uh, this last year, so... Congratulations, guys. Welcome to the club. Um, So we've been working through um, the gospel according to John from the very beginning. Um, We are currently in chapter 6, and and I have the honor and the privilege to to close out chapter Um, 6. Pastor John uh, really broke down the last couple weeks very well. Um, I don't want to um, go back and, and, and cover stuff that he did, but um, I want to recap chapter six, just so in case you haven't been following or in case you just showed up today, um, just to kind of see where we're at and where we're jumping in at, okay? So real briefly, uh, chapter six is, is the, gospel, uh, the apostle John is, is really um, giving an account of some things of, of, of the ministry in the Sea of Galilee area. And um, it, it begins with a couple, couple miracles, right? Um, the feeding of the 5,000 is the first, and then the walking on the water is, is the second, right? So there's these awesome miracles happening, and the, the crowd, the, the disciples that are following them are growing. They're growing in number, right? And, and people are like, Dude, this guy is, is multiplying food. He's, he's, he's healing sick people, right? I, w- I want you guys to keep in mind, at this point, nobody has a problem with Jesus' actions, right? Nobody has a problem with what Jesus is doing. I mean, so far, it's pretty awesome, right? Healing people, feeding people, right? That, that's why, you know, a lot of people come to church, right? A lot of people come to receive a miracle, to receive something different than from what they were doing before, right? So everything, everything's cool. The, the crowds are growing. Um, people, people are jiving right now with, with Jesus, right? And the disciples. Um, 
But then in verse 22, um, Jesus starts teaching. He starts sharing his words, right? And this is where, where people start. They start getting a little, a little, hmm, maybe this isn't for me. Uh, maybe they were already ready to, to walk out, but this is their, this is their cue, right? Oh, okay, well, I'm out, right? Jesus' teaching is about him being the bread of life, about him being um, eternal life, that, that his words, that without consuming him, without, and, and this is really where it gets weird, is that without eating his flesh, and drinking his blood, right? That's it's a little weird, right? People really start freaking out. This is somewhere in the 40s. Um, he's really laying this, this teaching out. Um, we're going to see in a little bit that, um, obviously, this isn't a literal meaning. John, uh, Pastor John kind of covered this last week and the week before. Obviously, this isn't literal. His body wouldn't have been enough to go around. For us, especially now, I mean, he's saying that, that he is the eternal life, right? So today, um, where I pick up and where we, where we jump in, um, what we're going to look at is, is basically two responses from two different groups of people. And... <clears throat> There's a lot in those two responses that I want to cover. Um, so hopefully, um, hopefully we have time to unpack everything, guys. Um, I, I do want to um, just set it up a little bit that John closes this chapter a little bit heavy. There's even some, some dark stuff in it. But it's very important for us to, to hear these things because it's the truth. So as we go through the passage today, I want you guys to um, have, have a time of reflection. I want you to take some inventory today. Examine your hearts. In these verses, 60 through 71, there's a lot of questions. Jesus is asking disciples questions, disciples asking Jesus questions. And as we, we, we go past a question, I'm going to ask you guys to ask yourselves the questions as if they were being asked to you. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody today, but some of the things that you might hear might, might find offensive. Um, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not pointing at anybody. I'm not judging anybody. I'm sharing God's word. And since it's Father's Day, the only way I know how to honor him is tell the truth, Okay. So I didn't do an outline for you guys, so we're going to do it old school. You guys are going to read in your Bibles. You guys are going to read in your Bibles or your phones. I don't care which way. Um, I don't have it up here for you today. So if you're following along, um, we're in John 6, verses 60 through 71. We're going to go ahead and take a, take a pass over the passage, and then we'll go, go back and we'll, we'll start to break it down. I'm reading out of the New King James. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. 
Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with them no more. When Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? The words you have are eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and we know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, did I not choose you, the 12, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the 12. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that we can come and celebrate you, Lord, on this special day, that we can lift you up, glorify you, honor you through the reading of your word. Lord, we ask that you just guide us, that you fill this room with your spirit, that you um, just impart your truth on us today, Lord. Lord, share us, share us things that, um, that we need to hear, Lord, and, and let, us, let our response be one of joy and one of um, that I need to maybe change something and not, not anger and not running away, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the way that you love us, the way that you care for us. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So verse 60, we start off right away. Therefore, many of his disciples, okay, we're calling them disciples. So this isn't non-believers. This isn't um, just the crowd. This is people that are following, following Jesus. A disciple is somebody who follows Jesus. These disciples some of them might have even been serving in the ministry already, right? Some of them have been with him a little bit longer than others. Um, Friday night at Life Group, we, we defined the word disciple, but we also, you know, talked about maybe there's different degrees of a disciple. You know, some are, some are super committed. You know, later on, we'll see Peter, man. He's super committed by the things that he says, right? Some have been with him since the beginning and they're in, they're, they're, they're 100% in. Right? But maybe some of them just, just showed up the night before. Right? And maybe they're not, they're not quite sure. Maybe you're here today and you're not quite sure. Maybe you're still, maybe you're still trying to figure it out. Right? So we're, we're talking about disciples. In this verse, many disciples. Many. When they heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. Okay? I want you to understand the translation of the word hard here is unbendable, unflexible. It's hard. They're not saying this is a tongue twister. It's hard to, to, to say it. They're saying this is too unforgiving of a saying. There's no wiggle room. There's no, there's no way for me to bend it a little bit, right? Because if we could bend God's word a little bit, maybe more people would come, right? Maybe more people would, would, wouldn't have such a hard time accepting it, right? 
But that's what they're saying here. This is too hard, right? Who can understand it? A different version says, who can accept it, right? They don't want to accept it. They've already, they've already, they've already chosen. Like I said, some of them were ready to go, and this is their exit. This is their out. Who can accept it? Who can understand this? Well, my brother Jesse was preaching in Canto last week, and, and I saw him, and he was talking about, if you're following a disciple and you're learning from somebody and you don't understand something, what do you do? You ask, right? Hey, can you explain this to me? Jesus had no problem laying it out for them. There's, parts, there, there's, there's other scriptures where the disciples say, hey, we don't get it. We're simple men. It's over our head. And he, he breaks it down for them. But these people already decided. Nobody can understand this. Can't accept it. I'm out. 61, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said, does this offend you? Okay, this is one of those questions I want you guys to ask yourselves. Does this offend you? Yes, we are talking about the bread of life discourse, the bread of life teaching, okay? Because that's what, what we're dealing with at this point right now. But we have the whole Bible. We have the entirety, right? So ask yourselves, does the gospel offend me? Let's face it, the Bible is going to offend some people. The Bible contradicts everything that the world has taught us is good and acceptable. If you're not raised in the church, man, the Bible is like the opposite of everything. But even if you were raised in the church, there's some things that you're like, that one's a tough one, right? That one, that one I, I want to bend that one a little bit. I want to... I wanna, I wanna, Twist that one a little bit. Premarital sex. Alternative lifestyles. We've just dedicated a month to celebrate alternative lifestyles. Something that the Bible clearly, clearly speaks on. This one's probably not as common or as shocking, but love your enemy. I don't, I don't know what neighborhood you guys grew up in. I grew up from, from around here, City Heights. Back then, it was called East Dago, right? Love your enemy was not what we did, okay? <laughs> Be of sober mind. Now that weed's legal, there's a shop on every corner. Just because something's legal does not mean it honors or glorifies God. So there are plenty of things in the Bible. That, that was just... A couple things, right? There are a lot of things in the Bible that people can't get down with. And obviously, we're seeing it happen here. We're seeing people walk away. This is one teaching, and people are walking away. We have a lot of them to look at and have a hard time with, right? But Jesus didn't care. Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't trying to get a lot of likes. He wasn't trying to get a bunch of subscribers, right? He wasn't concerned about who was following him on Instagram. He was about his father's business, right? The truth, that's all he could do. Verse 
62. What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? And there's a couple things going on in this verse. Seeing is believing, right? I, I see him ascending to heaven in front of my very two eyes. That's hard to deny, right? When you see something, it's hard to deny. But, you know, we are so, we are so jaded in our society and in our time um, that sometimes we see miracles and we're still like, eh, you know? We, we play them down, coincidences or whatever, you know? It, it's, it's scary. It's scary. I look across this room and I see a bunch of miracles, right? Carmelo, miracle. Joseph, miracle. Jimmy, miracle, right? Miracles in this room right now. We have a hard time believing something without seeing it. But our faith is based on belief without seeing. What does the Bible say? The faith comes through what? Hearing. And hearing what? The word of God, right? These words that Jesus is speaking that are offending people. That's how our faith comes. The Bible also says this in John 20, 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Are you in belief without the tangible, without seeing it? Do you believe that Jesus is who he is? Sixty-three. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. This is super important. Don't miss it. Right? These words that He speaks are life. The ones that are offending the ones that people are leaving because of our life. My story, uh, some of you know, some of you don't, but me and my wife, we came, we came to the church very, very broken, very, very, uh, we had nothing. We, we, were, we were messes. We were in bad places, right? And when we came to the church, we, we came to, to, to change our lives. We came for a miracle. There, there was... We were, we were in child services trying to get reunited with my son, right? And we came to the church and, and God changed us radically. We received our miracle, right? But we stayed. We, did, we didn't leave there because a lot of people, a lot of people will, will, will get their miracle and they'll run, Right? It blows me away. That one blows me away more than the people that, that leave before the miracle because there's those people too. There's people that come for a miracle and, they, and they're impatient. I got to go. I'm out of here. I don't, I don't have time anymore. This, this stuff is too hard for me to wait for my miracle. 
But the people that actually receive the miracle and then leave, it's like, I don't, that one I don't get, right? Praying in a cell to be released or, or to not get life, you get your miracle and then they go back out to do the same thing, right? That's just, that's just one instance. We stayed and we followed the words of Jesus after we received our miracle. And let me tell you, the life that comes with those words and following Jesus, way better than the miracle. Don't get me wrong. I love my son. And obviously, obviously, but, but I could have messed up, right? If I would have got my son and just went back out, where would he be? Where would I be? It's the life that he gives us now. The life that I get to have with him now because of the words, not because of the actions and the, and the miracle. Yes, that's what drew us. And that's what drew probably a lot of you here today. And that's why people come, right? And that's okay. That's good. But stay for the life. Receive the life that he wants to give you abundantly, the Bible says. 64. But there are some of you who do not believe. Then Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that did not believe and who would betray him. So <clears throat> I asked you at the beginning to, to have some reflection, take some inventory, a little self-examination. It's not for me. I'm not going to ask you any questions after. I'm not going to quiz you. I don't, you know, if you want to share, that's fine. It's not for you to, to share with your family. It's, not, it's for you. It's not for Jesus. Why? What does it say? Because he knows, right? In verse 61, when Jesus knew in himself, guys, can't hide, can't hide the heart. Jesus sees it. He knows it. He's already searched it. You can, you can lie to your, your spouse. You can lie to your, your kids. You can lie to your pastor. You can lie to your best friend. You can't lie to Jesus. He, he knows your heart. He sees it. Sixty-five, and he said, "Therefore, I have seen. I have said to you that no one can come to me unless he has been granted to him by my Father." Okay, so therefore, we know when you see the word "therefore," got to go back a little bit, right? And, and I'm not going to make you guys do homework. I'm going to give you the answer right now. Verse forty-four says, "No one can come to me." unless the Father who sent me draws him. God is drawing you. So, me and my wife, broken, we came, we came to the church to receive this miracle. But before, before we actually came to the actual church, we were, we were on a supervised visit in a park and um, there was an NA meeting because you have to do, if, if anyone's been involved with it, you know what you have to do. A lot of stuff. There's services and stuff you got to do. Um, they don't make it easy. 
They actually set you up for failure. It's a broken system. But anyways, we're in a park. We're, in a, we're doing a meeting and a supervisor the same day, right? North Park, the, the water tower. And there's a church throwing this huge festival in the park, right? And we're there. And these people come up to us. And they're not like, you need Jesus or you're going to hell. None of that, right? Just loving. Just, just hey, we got some free food. And obviously they, they were like, this guy, he wants food, right? So we got free food. Why don't you guys come check it out? There was a big band stage. Uh, there was some like really good hip hop, I think, on there. Couldn't even, didn't even know that it was Christian music, right? Um, so we're, we're done with our visit, we're done with the meeting, and we're like, cool, you know, let's go check it out, right? And the whole time, nobody's, nobody's shoving Jesus at us. Nobody's pushing Jesus at us, right? Because God's drawing us. He was drawing us. Later on, we find out that um, that church uh, was the church that I grew up in, that I walked away from about 25 years after, that I was baptized. The three generations of my family were baptized in, that I got to baptize the fourth generation in. He was drawing us. You guys are here today because God has been drawing you to him. Here we go. The first response. 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. No more. I left the church. I walked away for 25 years. And thank God he is full of grace and mercy. Because I got to come back. But here, we're talking about no more. These people, that's it. Find them. Okay? Now, do you realize what the implication here is? That they chose death over life. They heard his words. I'm going to choose death over life. Then Jesus said to the 12 and 67, where all, all, all of everything I studied indicated that it was with a very, very heavy heart, very, very sad, very melancholy. Do you also want to go away? There's another question. Do you also want to go away? Is the stuff in the Bible too hard for you to follow that you want to go away? It's a, it's, it's, it's a scary and it's a, it's a crazy question, guys, but I want you to ask yourselves that today. Where are you? Do you have one foot out the door? Do you also want to go away? And here's the second response, the second group. <laughs> 68, but Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go, right? There's, there's a few things going on in, in, in this answer. One, right away, Peter is acknowledging who he is, 
Peter's in. He's, he's, he's one of the, he's, he's, you know, both feet in. He's, he's surrendered. He's given up. Lord, not rabbi, not teacher, not Jesus, not brother. Lord, you are Lord, right? But his response is, is there's a bit of innocence, a little naive, and maybe even a little pretension, okay? To whom shall we go, right? There's another question I want you guys to answer to yourselves. Ask yourselves, okay? What would cross your mind if, if you could think about where you would go back to? Okay? That really dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship, right? The addiction that you once were stuck in, that you were, you were a captive to. There's all sorts of things that, that we, could, we could run to, that we can, you know, John, John Roper was, was real light about his, his, his idling uh, sports and, and, and the Dodgers. He broke his phone because they lost the game. Like, that's, that's something that people run back to over Jesus. I mean, there's, 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 there's all sorts of things. It doesn't have to be so heavy and dark as, as addiction or, or bad relationships. The world has plenty of things to offer. Let's not fool ourselves. The world is, is, there's billboards everywhere. Like I said, shops on every corner now. Come get this. Come, come, come away from Jesus and take this. We may not love our messes. Actually, there, there's a saying. A dog will always return to its vomit. That's pretty gross. It is, it is, but it's true, right? We don't love our messes, but they're familiar. And sometimes they're even comfortable. We've been in them so long that um, this stuff is hard over here, Jesus. I'm gonna go back to what I know and what is, what is just, it's there, it's waiting for me. It's not going anywhere. It's always gonna be there. The world's always gonna be the world. But then Peter follows it up in 69. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Have you come to believe? Believe and know. So believe is something that we manifest. We believe, we choose to believe, okay? The bold statement here is, and know, and he knows it. That's, I mean, how, how does he know that? How does he know? But the first one is, you gotta believe first. You gotta believe first. And then maybe you will come to the knowledge Verse 70, Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the 12, and one of you is a devil? 
Okay, so Peter's response, right? Maybe a little pretension in there. Lord, we know, we, we, we are better than the other disciples. You know, maybe he's being a little, his ego's kicking in. We've been with you since the beginning. We serve in the ministry. These people don't know. We do, right? So what does is, what is Jesus do? Shuts them down real quick. Whoa, take it easy. I chose you. Did I not choose you, Peter? It's funny because Peter doesn't get to respond. That's it. Did I not choose you? And one of you is a devil. These are the last two verses, guys. This is the closing of this, this chapter. Seems like a pretty heavy place to, 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 to end and to close. But I told you that I wanted you to do some reflection today. Take some inventory, see where you're at. Because Jesus has, has called all of us by way of the Father. We all have a calling on our life. Judas had a calling on his life, right? But here's, here's the disturbing thing is that this isn't the only time that a gospel closed with one of the apostles being called an agent of the devil. In Mark 8.33, Jesus tells him to get behind him, Satan. He's not talking about Judas. He's talking about Peter. Peter, the, the, the rock that we built the church on. How can that be? How could, how, could, how could Peter be the devil? I've been a devil. I've, I've served the enemy. There's a warning going on here. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says this. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. So Peter's pretension and arrogance, uh, he's kind of knocking him down a little bit, right? Whoa, I chose you. Be careful. One of you is devil. Someone's going to be trained, right? Yes. Yes, Judas had a role. I don't know, though. Maybe, maybe it didn't have to be Judas. Maybe it could have been me. Maybe it could have been you. <clears throat> I know that's, that's a really heavy place to, to end. But that's it, guys. That's the end of the chapter. I, I, I want you guys to really... See what they're saying here today. So, so what do we have? Let's recap. <clears throat> One, Jesus is the bread of life. That without eating him and drinking his blood, we cannot have eternal life. And let's, let's address what the problem was. He's not talking literal. He's talking spiritually, right? Symbolically, right? So what are some symbolisms that, that relate to eating uh, and drinking. One, do you thirst for him? Do you hunger for Jesus? And are you consuming him? Are you being fed daily? Because if you don't eat daily, 
So Jesus is the bread of life and we need to consume him. We need to be fed daily, okay? Is that hard for you to believe? Is that hard for you to accept? Is there things in the Bible that offend you? Then maybe you're more in the world than you are in the faith. And have you chosen life over death today? Do you choose life today? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you give us the words of life. Lord, we ask that you give us strength and, and uh, just the ability to accept these things, Lord, that they're not too hard for us, Lord, that, um, that we can eat them, that we can eat these words, we can digest them, that they can become part of us. That way we would never turn away from you. That we would never choose death. That we would never go back to our messes. But that we would, we would have life abundantly in you. Lord, we thank you. And we, we celebrate you today, our Father. Our Heavenly Father, who is so good. We love you, we praise you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. Contact us or learn more at our website, newvision.city. See you next time.